Welcome to the Leadership Network Podcast. Leadership Network is a community of multipliers who gather to collaborate, innovate, and pursue what God has next for His church. Our mission is to champion healthy growth that is capable of reproducing. Thank you for joining this conversation, and here's today's episode. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Metaverse Church Next show. Hey, Jeff Reed here, director of uh, Metaverse Church Next. Isn't that convenient? With uh, with Leadership Develop- with leadership Network. Oh, my gosh. Can we start over? This is live. I probably <laughs> can't start live. over. You really can't it's start live. over. Dang it. Hey, welcome to the Metaverse Church Next show. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'm with Leadership Network. Hey, that was better. And listen, it's super, super glad that y'all are here with this. It's been a minute since I've done one of these live and just scheduling and, and conflicts of other things. It's maybe been a month. And so love coming on and doing this uh, live with you all. Some really interesting things developing with Leadership Network in context of the metaverse. And I wish I had time to dig into all the awesomeness we're working on right now, but that'll be for another day. I'm excited about this guest and, and this show. Uh, to be honest, like this is one of my favorite people in, in the metaverse oh, that, that we're talking so about cool. today. Oh yeah, Bill, Bill's getting all, all blush where, where he's at right now. Uh, but, but let me introduce Pastor Brock, uh, Bill Will and Brock into the conversation. And so, uh, Pastor Brock, and we've talked about this on social media, and he was part of the Metaverse Church uh, Summit, the the online conference we did. I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago at this point. But but Pastor Brock's one of these guys that's um, you know we we call him the uh, Metaverse evangelist, the Metaverse missionary. He's he shared Jesus maybe two thousand plus times uh, in in VR chat in virtual reality, and and. Uh, there's some some lessons. There's some. There's a lot of questions and, and conversations uh, that we we need to kind of have around this, just to even start to understand what that is and maybe how we the church can learn lessons from this. So hey, Pastor Brock, thanks for jumping on, on the show here, Metaverse Church Next. Thanks for for being part of this today. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. So hey, like let's just maybe take take a minute here before we get going. Tell yeah. us your story. Tell us a little bit about about who you are and, and maybe how you ended up. I don't know, getting into the metaverse just even from the beginning. Yeah. So uh, I can thank the the almighty YouTube algorithm for this conversation in the past the past three years of my life. Um, one day I was just watching uh, this guy named Sirmore, who's a YouTube. Uh, you know, guy, and he was basically having these amazing conversations in virtual reality. I could see people's arms moving and gestures and, uh, you know, mouth synced. And it was just very impressive. He had a real sense of presence and he was talking to people who were dying and he was talking to people who were going through a divorce and, you know, just you name it, the most profoundly uh, emotional uh, moments of people's lives, people are willing to share because um, we talk more about it later, but just the anonymity, right? You know, you're having, you're, you have the sense of sharing space in virtual reality, um, which you only do with people you really know, especially in our kind of digital leery age, right? You know, you'll, uh, you, you know, you may, may want to know somebody real well before you meet them in person. And um, so, you, but you have this sense of sharing space, but then it's coupled with an anonymity, it's coupled with a sense that this person doesn't know um, who specifically I am. And so people are willing to share their, 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 their deepest pains and, and, uh, and struggles and brokennesses. So uh, I said, well, after seeing this video uh, of him talking or several of his videos talking to people, I said, I have to be in here. This is where 
um, the gospel is everything. The gospel, it com- completely changes my entire reaction to death and loss and pain and grief. Um, so I just felt like this would be the, the perfect place to be. And, uh, you know, just really uh, through trial and error, lots of error, <laughs> we, uh, we arrive here where we are today, having this fine conversation with, with all of you. Uh, our listeners as well. Well, that's awesome. So, hey, we're going to unpack uh, a lot here in this conversation. Looking forward to it. If audience out there, if you have questions, go ahead and throw that in chat. Uh, we will definitely have a time for Q and A uh, towards the end. Would love to maybe intermix some of those questions uh, as it fits earlier in, in the conversation. So, throw those questions in uh, for Pastor uh, Brock in here. Now, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the room just even behind you a little bit. Yeah. Like you're you're literally in a hospital. Conference room right now, yeah. That's and right. so, you're uh, you're he's not in the hospital. He is in the hospital, but he's not a patient. He's I'm actually not a patient in the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so, you should so be admitted. But you're t- tell us a little bit why you're in a hospital. Vocational, right now. as they say. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a hospital chaplain, and uh, and uh, my boss was gracious enough to let me add an hour of work at the end of my day uh, so that I could have an hour with you. Uh, today. So, so yeah, my work in, in chaplaincy is amazing. It's a, again, kind of, I, I, I don't think I've made that connection until just now, the connection between people that are really broken, right? There's lots of brokenness, I guess, wherever we go, but I think it's especially true. Uh, that's what prompted me to get into VR chat and uh, do ministry there. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing here in the hospital as well, talking to people um, in the midst of trauma, you know, the, the ugliest of ugly. So. Yeah, I, I, I was actually I was going to ask that question. Like, is there is there intentionality behind that? Was it uh, the 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 hospital was a, was a job and the other was a hobby? Like, is there any interrelations or connectedness between the two? Yeah. So, you know, I really started in hospital chaplaincy because there was an opportunity to get my wife closer to her mother-in-law, which is a very important thing. You know, I think if you uh, look look at statistically, you know, you, I think there was my in my uh the previous church, you know, that they're looking at pastors when they go off to, you know, the four corners of the earth to do ministry within five years, they're within, you know, an hour's drive of the mother-in-law, but I love my in-laws very much. And we wanted to raise our family near them. And um, so an opportunity in chaplaincy opened up. And so I came here. Yeah. And really, really love it. Really love the work I do, but um, not as much though. I, I must confess uh, as I love doing, uh, uh, VR evangelism, though, though, uh, one, one has dental and, uh, and, and health insurance. And so for the time being, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with those over, uh, you know, full-time digital missionary. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing what, uh, the health insurance can, can do, but like, <laughs> do, does the, uh, does, does the, the hospital team, do they know what you're doing in virtual reality? Like, do they, do they think you're crazy? Is it just unawareness kind of, they, what, what they is, are, what's that? Yeah. Some of them, some of them, um, are, yeah, there, there's an awareness that I do something in digital ministry. I'm not sure they're aware of all the nuts and bolts of it. Um, I, I, you know, the Oculus Quest 2, which is a mobile, you know, VR system. So um, I think maybe one or two, I just kind of show them, give them some, you know, insight into VR, brought it to, to work one day. And so they can yeah. just take you know, five minutes and get a sense of what virtual reality is. But um, yeah, I don't think there's a full knowledge of the extent to which I, I do digital ministry. 
Well, you're actually the typical model of what we see in, in digital church planters or metaverse church planters, where they're going much more bivocational, like yeah, in this yeah. completely unscientific poll here. But just with the conversations that I've had, almost 75, 80% of the people that are interested in, in planting or in doing uh, digital ministry outside of the church are, are full bivocational or wanting to start a new church. It's it's bivocational where they've got their nine to five, they've got their health insurance somewhere else, and they're doing something separate from it. So, man, you're, you're once again, you're kind of a trendsetter here, setting uh, setting the uh, the pace for maybe what ministry in the future looks like. But let me ask this. You know, we're going to get into the metaverse. I feel like I'm dancing in the physical world a little bit here, just to maybe establish better who you are. Uh, so, like, you've you've shared Jesus over 2,000 times yeah. in, in virtual reality. Yeah. Are you like the guy that goes out and does that in malls and restaurants no. and no. parks? Like, how, how did this, all of a sudden, you went from, like, not evangelizing to being this hardcore evangelist in the metaverse. What was that? Oh my goodness. You know, it's so funny, you know, when I think of that, like, no, I'm not the guy that goes up to malls. Though I, I want to be that guy now. I was nowhere in the position to be that guy three years ago. I am definitely in the position to be that guy now, just because the experience, man, like, and this is, this is the thing that's so exciting for people that are considering doing ministry. Like, even if you, you know, think VR's you know, a fad or whatever, like be in there and hone your evangelism skills, right? You know, I'm reminded again, I'm always, it's really kind of become like a linchpin verse for my ministry is, um, you know, First Peter, where it says, you know, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that lies within you, yet do so with gentleness and respect and and um, just learning how to give an answer for why, why do you believe any of this stuff? And um, just through trial and error, you get better at it, like any, like anything. And so, uh, and and the risk of failure. I think I think that's why I love, you know, virtual reality ministries. The risk of failure is none. You know, if you mess up or you do a poor job or people don't want to listen to you, you know, there's there's a limitless number of well, nearly a limitless number of people on VR. Go to the next room. Go to the next space where 40 people are hanging out, and you can start a conversation that may lead to um, the gospel. So. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, I just love the opportunity of it. I love that I can do it for 30 minutes if I have a, a stray opportunity here or there, right? I mean, even if you're like a street preacher, you got at least an hour of prep before you get your street preacher stuff and, you know, whatever, you know. So this is, you know, 30 minutes in your pajamas, you know, come on down, tell people about Jesus. And so that's the thing, anywhere, anytime, VR chat, here you go. You know, there's we, we through the show here. We've brought on uh, Jay Poe, Jason Poling. We brought in Goose, Michael used to Venice. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about through the summit. We we talked about uh, Stuart out of Lakeland and and uh, D, uh, DJ Soto, of course, VR Church. Like we've brought on these pastors that are doing preaching, that are doing church services, full you know expressions, at least as much as the the platforms will allow. But they've been doing church. In, in in the metaverse yeah. um there's some uncomfortability around evangelism at least the way that you're doing it literally going up and having conversations because it's not maybe it's not cultural even in, in the physical environments mm -hmm. but I, I just wanted to ask you like how have you seen some of the the evangelism as you're as you're sharing jesus as you're having these conversations literally walking up to avatars and, and talking to them about jesus how have you seen that work 
um, maybe like what are some benefits of that towards and compared to maybe the the typical sermon? Like, just talk to me a little bit about your experience surrounding this whole evangelism, sharing Jesus in the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, I think the most exciting thing is that you get to see people get it for the first time. You know, what I mean, like that's amazing. Is it, you know, to to recognize they're loved by God. You know, I, I just the other day I was sharing a story of, uh, you know, the prodigal son with a woman. And I was, I was telling her, like, you know, the prodigal son, the, fa- the father lays aside his dignity. You know, a landowning nobleman of that day does not run for anybody. He's carried on a litter. But the, the father in that story lays aside his dignity to run after his son because he loves his son so much. And that's what God does. God shouldn't be running after anybody, but he runs after you. And when mm-hmm. people recognize Maybe that's what's happening in this moment. God sent this dude in a buff, looks like he can bench 400 pounds avatar, you know, like maybe God sent this dude in VR chat to share for me for the first time that I'm loved, that um, that he's running after me in this moment. That's why this dude's here. And um, this woman that I was sharing the story with, she said I could cry. Hmm. Um, and... There's, no, there's nothing more beautiful. You know, I always tell, I always tell people in VR chat, um, like when they ask me what I'm doing here, I'm like, dude, if, if you could get a brand new VR headset for 50 bucks, you would tell everybody, you would tell people you don't even like about this deal just because of how good it is. And if you do that for a car or a house or a VR headset, it's insanity. It's insanity to not do it for the gospel, it's far, the gospel is far greater than all of those things. Was it profit a man to gain the whole world, right? We can, we can, we can share people with the love of God. There's, there's just, there's just some, it's so fun, man. And it's, it just, I, I love it. It's, it's my passion. It's my joy. It's, uh, there's nothing more exciting than being, uh, being used by God too. Just being, you know, having purpose, meaning it feels, it fills my life with purpose and meaning to be talking to these people. And uh, share with them the love of God. You know, I, I feel like, at least in my experiences uh, within metaverse, within virtual reality, primarily of all the metaverse technologies, we're really just going to be talking virtual reality today. But my experience has been that it's a post-Christian virtual reality. Oh, yes. like may, maybe North America still has some semblance. Uh, but the virtual reality realms are, are incredibly post. Sounds like you would agree to that. You want to speak to that? Yes. Yes. So I would say, okay, I, I would say maybe a fair amount of them have been to a church, okay. maybe went to a VBS. But in terms of somebody that, what percentage of the people I talk to, do I get the sense that they were, they went to church, you know, educated four times a year? You know, wow. okay. I, I would say that's probably 25% of the people I talk to. 75% of, my, of the people I talk to don't even have that background. Um, and, you know, they, they've never heard the story of the prodigal son. I'm literally telling them the story of the prodigal son for the very first time. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. The power. Yeah, of I feel like some of the conversations I've even had are like, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. Who's Jesus? Who's yeah. God? Like, and, and, and yeah, maybe they're trolling. Maybe they're, you know, being a jerk back to me. But the, the number of people that, that I've, I've started 
a conversation with or talked about Jesus or God, and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, is, I think there's amazing. a fair, I'd, I'd say probably the majority know like about Jesus. They know about God in some sense, but like any kind of meaningful study, yeah, like very little, very little. Okay, interesting. Uh, tell me about the first time you shared Jesus. What was that first, that first person, that first story? What motivated you? Tell me about the beginning. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to remember that I, I don't know if I can remember definitively the first time uh, that I I shared Christ. I, I, this might be it. This might be it. There was a, a Swedish man, and so I, the question I normally ask people to get the conversation going um, on a more kind of philosophical bent is I ask people, "Hey, what's the meaning of life? What, what's your purpose? Why are you here? What's what's the reason for your drawing breath?" today, tomorrow, and the next. And um, so that's the question I've asked to probably 3,000 people uh, at least. Um, and then the com- in terms of how many conversations went down the route of the gospel, probably closer to 2,000. Um, but uh, this guy, I didn't have any of those tools yet. Again, trial and error. I can't encourage enough the person that's listening to this, like, go make mistakes, fail, you know, because my first time I was asking people to try to get conversations started, does anybody want to talk philosophy? I mean, what a inaccessible question is that? Like, first of all, a lot of people don't even know what philosophy is. And then, you know, to say, oh yes, I would like to talk philosophy with you. So anyways, this guy answered, yeah, I'll talk philosophy with you. And he's holding up this 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 digital dish in you know in this digital restaurant that we're in and he's like do you know what this is this is smorgastorta some some swedish dish that yeah you know and we're having this conversation and you know i was talking about the gospel a little bit i don't think i was um very winsome or or convincing but you know we, we did get to talk about the gospel a little bit but um yeah i think i think it's just trial and error you know be willing to fail as uh, in many things um, and this is worth failing for, right? This is worth failing till you are able to make an impact. And yeah, yeah. What does your avatar look like? I mean, I mean, I'm looking at you. I actually, yeah. we were joking off air. I thought he was like a decade older than he is, just because the the beard and kind of the the official look that he is. But what what's your avatar like? Are, are, am I looking at like a physical representation of you? Or are you like a purple dinosaur? Like what what are you? Uh, virtually? Yeah, I wish I would have. Um, I wish I had that ready for you. Um, so I went around to this world to try to find somebody look. I wanted an avatar that looked kind of like me and looked kind of smart. And so there was kind of this academic avatar. Um, and when the, when, you know, some months later after the creator of that avatar heard what I was doing, he made a completely custom avatar for me. And when I make a particular hand gesture with my hand shoots out this little image of adenosine triphosphate. So I, t- I make an argument from like science and biochemistry for why we should believe that we're here with intention, that we're here with a creator and so the, I've got this little animated diagram of adenosine triphosphate. So, um, so yeah, so, so that's what I look like. I look like a kind of an academic Oxford shirt with a sweater, you know, um, certainly my avatar has more hair that, that we can say for certain. It's, it's very easy to get sure the yours does cheap, in Jeff, the right? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm mean, listen. I've been I've been bald since I've been 16. I I own it, man. It's it's who yeah, I am. It's good. Um, it's hey, so the 
but you're you're doing this in in VR chat now for the audience. There's there's several different worlds that are out there. Yeah, we've talked about Alt Space, we talked about Rec Room, we talked about Meta Horizons. Uh, big screens is one that that's growing in popularity with some churches. But VR chat, like uh, DJ Soto calls it the Wild Wild West. I call it the Red Light District. Yeah, uh, it's estimated forty to fifty percent of people are having virtual sex in private rooms. Yep. Like yep. if you were around AOL in the nineties. This yeah. is what VR chat has that become room, yeah. like 30, <laughs> 30, late, 30 years later. And so it's it's like, but you're, I mean, you're, you're using words like educational and, yeah. and educated. And, and so like, yeah. is the culture of VR chat, does, does it connect with the educated as, as well as some of this addictive behaviors and, and the, the things like this is a very um, eclectic community, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So, so VR chat is is primarily people, let's say, from age of 16 to 26. Okay. So, I mean, there certainly are much older users and some younger users, but that's, so it's that kind of young adult. And that's what I, I really like talking to people about that, uh, about, about the faith to that group. Um, and so that's why I'm, I'm primarily there. Um, but then also there's just a lot of brokenness, a lot of heavy conversations people are willing to have about past trauma and stuff like that. And, and also actually, this is the main reason I'm in VR chat. The number one reason I'm in VR chat is when you look at those other platforms, except for maybe rec room, rec room, you can find people and talk to them. Right. Um, but their rec room is primarily younger. It's a lot of kids that are in rec room. Um, and that's, I feel a little icky about that. I wouldn't want, you know, somebody proselytizing my nine-year-old. Um, and so I, uh, focus on VR chat because you can just with click, click, enter a room of 40 people. You can't do that on alt space. I mean, there's in alt space, at least maybe it's changed some since I've been back in alt space, but in alt space, there was about maybe two or three rooms where people were gathered, just having conversations and talkings, but alt space is more for events. So you mm -hmm. go there and you witness something, you go there and you hear a podcast or whatever. It's not as much dialogue conversations. And um, I think those are the places where I've found an opportunity to, to, to bring the gospel. So, so that's why I like VR chat is there's just this limitless number of possibilities of talking to people about Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, so at the end of that last question, maybe I neglected something. Sorry, go ahead. We'll, we'll roll through it. By the way, if you've got questions in the audience, feel free to yeah, throw please. them in chat and, uh, and, and we can, can, can engage in, into it. Um, you know, alt space is, is more event based and you build the worlds, and, but like 40 people where you can walk in and just like go, it's, that, that is definitely, you know, one, one of the traits of, of VR chat. Well, let, let me ask. Um, What's the the one thing that I, I've experienced at a personal level in VR chat is just the avatar craziness. Um, mm. The other day I was having a conversation with Bob the Tomato. Um, I'm not even sure the guy was a Christian, I, I, but I was talking to Bob the Tomato, and I kind of thought it was funny. Um, so, but there's just a varying uh, of avatars and, and things that that are out there. What like what what's maybe some of the craziness that that you've seen avatars? Um, some maybe some of the the bad stories maybe some of the good stories where, where yeah. you've had some of those 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 conversations go well yeah you know i mean um some of the craziest avatars are not uh, worth repeating i would say <laughs> again with vr chat you have limitless creative potential you can make your avatar literally look any way you want if you want 
you know, seven nose rings, you know, you go into this computer modeling program called Blender and make it so. Um, and you can imagine what, uh, you know, 16, 17, eight year, 18 year old you would have done with that kind of creative potential and to be able to share that with the world. So, um, you know, I've, I, the craziest are probably not worth repeating, but my favorite story is when um, on a couple of occasions, people have changed into Jesus avatars once this conversation is going on. Um, and that I think is quite beautiful and theologically potent um, because I think that's the, that's the endeavor. That's the endeavor of the Christian faith, right? Being transformed in uh, the same image from one degree of glory to the next, right? We're trying to make ourselves in some sense avatars. Now that's, that's got to be careful there. The word avatar means like a God coming among us, but so I'm, Anyways, um, that's the root of the avatar. But but in the idea that I'm taking the image of Jesus, being conformed to the image of Jesus as, uh, as of Christ, as Paul says, I mean that's really that's what we're all about. That's the that's the endeavor that we're in as Christians. And so I think when someone starts to hear about Jesus and then switches to an avatar, I say, oh, you don't know what you're saying. You don't you don't know what you're doing. Is there the yeah? Is there is there um... Is their attitude when they change the avatar because they're understanding? Is their attitude mocking? Is the is the attitude more trans yeah. transparency? What what are you seeing there? It varies. You know, sometimes people have switched into Jesus avatars to mock me. That's that's fairly common. But the experience, the two experiences I'm encountering or recollecting, you know, no, is kind of a deference to the love of Christ. And um, you know, I think they just I, I don't know. I can't I can't really say speak too much to the motives. I don't I don't think I asked anybody why, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, it seemed respectful and, and I think it very much could have been, um, you know, they, they're liking this Jesus guy they're hearing about. What's the, what's the percentage where you feel like you've had these conversations and they, uh, percentage goes well, percentage goes, you know, mocking, yelling, F-bombing, uh, where they receive Christ, you know, and obviously you're planting seeds, you don't see this, but like in the moment, as you're walking away from these conversations, like what are some of these percentages? I'm, I would, I don't know that I've ever asked that. Would love to yeah, know. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it depends on the day. Cause some days I spend 30 minutes and I'm just trying to find a conversation and it's all, it's always, it's all very frustrating when I can't seem to find to talk to somebody. And then other days it's like, I can't stop. Like, you know, people will, people will come into the conversation and all of a sudden you got 30 people around you listening and, 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 and contributing. And um, so it really depends. I, I think probably long scope, probably about a third go well, and then maybe two thirds don't. Um, so yeah, maybe I have to do some data collection on that. Get some, maybe look back at some old video uh, streams and see if I can, I can identify a number. That's a good question though. I'd like to know. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm bad at math because I cannot, for the life of me, think of what two thirds of of two thousand is at this point. But maybe it's thirteen hundred, twelve hundred and fifty, whatever, yeah. twelve hundred and thirty. But yeah. so you've you've had twelve hundred and thirty out of these two thousand conversations. You've had two thirds of them go somehow negative, um, and and that can be anything from not interested to you yeah. you stupid f bomb whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of like resilience and, and, and persistence for you to put yourself out there like that to receive that. Where 
Where does that resiliency come from? How, how, how do you do that? Talk to one person, man. Talk to one person that sees the beauty of Jesus. I'll, I'll talk to 5,000 people to have one more opportunity for that. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it's the most beautiful, meaningful thing that I, one of the most beautiful, meaningful things you can do as a human being. Like it, you know, talk to somebody that really feels their job is meaningful. Like, you know, see the glow that they have on their face going to work every day, that kind of thing. Like, I promise you that, like, if you're a Christian, you love Jesus and you get into this digital space and you tell someone about Christ and they're like, this is amazing. This is completely new to me. This is beautiful. And, um, it, it'll be resiliency. Isn't even an issue. It's just, it's the most beautiful thing. I'm just looking for another opportunity to, to bring that beauty into the world. That's, that's incredible. I mean, I, I, I wish we had more people to, I mean, just the, the, the opportunities, uh, that are out there, but we're, we're counterbalancing them with, uh, is it worth the effort? Is it worth the risk? Does it work within the formula? Um, I mean, God's using you and your heart is, yeah, I'll have this conversation 5,000 times. I'll be rejected 4,999 if it means that one more. Um, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. I, 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 I wish I had that heart, uh, just to be transparent right here in, in the moment. Well, that's very um, kind of you to say, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, t- tell me this, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, so somebody accepts Christ, mm-hmm. you know, in, in your ecosystem and like, what, what happens, what, what, what happens to them next? Yeah. So, um, actually, you know, so, so Jeff, I really have to give you kudos for, for, having conversations we've had that actually encouraged me to be more intentional about this. So I've been as of late really trying to be intentionally about connecting them to our community on discord. So we have about uh, 400 people on discord, um, um, 400 people that said, I want to be a part of this community. Um, and, and so that's really a place where we can continue to have conversations, continue to grow, continue to discuss, um, be available if something's going on in their life. You know, like I, I can't tell you how many times I get a message on Discord. Hey, Pastor Brock, I know we haven't talked in a year and a half. My buddy's suicidal. Can you, what, you know, what should I do? What can I do? How can I do that kind of thing? Um, and so, um, uh, so, so yeah, there's lots of situations where um, that's been um, kind of how things have gone down. Um, so, so, you get that opportunity to kind of build um, relationship and community if you connect them to their, to our discord server. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, but there's certainly more that we could be doing in terms of trying to be more intentional about, you know, getting people connected more long-term. And that's, that's something that's, that's bothered me a great deal um, is that we don't have more of that long-term connection. Um, but I'm also, I, you know, my kind of theology in terms of you know, my ecclesiology, really, I, I want to connect people to a physical church. Um, I want them to, I, you know, I think um, there are some, some limitations in the digital space in terms of, you know, sacraments or ordinances, as some would call it, you know, uh, in terms of the, the Lord's Supper, baptism. Um, but uh, regardless, I think we're all on the same point that more people need to hear about Jesus. So wherever you fall on that ecclesiological, ecclesiological point, um, we need to be in VR chat to tell more people about this. 
Yeah, uh, there are lots of different opinions on, on whether the church can exist in the metaverse and church can exist in virtual reality. And, and what's interesting is even people like Pastor Brock that are in the middle of it uh, are, are often um, torn, where, where some are saying, yeah, we can do a church in this space, and some are saying, no, we'd rather uh, push to put the physical. And, and so wherever you are in the spectrum in the ecclesiology, what you cannot question in any way is is the potential of uh, the mission field of the metaverse, of the need. You know, even as as uh, Pastor Brock and I was just saying, like it's it's a really it's a a post Christian environment in the metaverse and the in the opportunities to engage with people in transparent, honest conversations in that metaverse in in a way that they are open and receptive to at least having a conversation. Um, you know, is there's such a need and there's such an opportunity in, in that space. Um, you know, and one of the things for, for me, and this is something that's really been highlighting for me in recent weeks and months, is, is really a lot of the, the addictive behaviors, uh, a lot of the, um, oh, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the right word, the mental health, the, the mm -hmm. addictive, the, um, you know, the, the, the sex addictions, the, um, you know, alcohol addictions, the, uh, you know, porn, obviously, the, uh, but the drugs, like it, like that culture is very pervasive, which is one of the reasons why I think it's so strong um, post-Christian, because it, that's so pervasive in those areas. But that's also the reason why we, the church, um, need, need to run in, into those spaces. And so, you know, uh, Pastor Brock, I've had at least one passing conversation with you on, on this that I can think of. Um, do you feel equipped to handle you know, especially in VR chat where it's so rich and it's so um, pervasive, just seems to be the word I can't get out of my head. Do you feel equipped to handle those types of conversations? And, and if so, how'd you get there? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, some of my theological training in terms of seminary was, you know, that, that's, I think that gives you, um, that gives you maybe the answers, maybe not the best way to, to phrase the answers. And I think that's where some of my VR work has been just kind of growing in ways to phrase things, way to present things, how to illustrate things um, for that specific community, right? Because VR chat really is its own community within a community. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that, that, that capacity or that being equipped kind of came progressively just through trial and error to some degree. Um, but then also kind of, again, my pastoral formation in seminary, but then also and also in my CPE experience um, in terms of, of becoming a hospital chaplain, that's been helpful as well um, in ministry in these kind of places of profound mental health struggles, a lot of people suicidal, a um, lot, of, lot of sex addiction. Um, I think that's, that's really the, the, the God that we're supplanting. You know, um, I'm reminded of Paul in the, uh, and the Areopagus, you know, is talking about the, um, you know, all the, these different statues to all these different gods. And he says, oh, I see a, a statue here to the unknown God. You who you do not you consider unknown, I know, I, let me preach to him as he's known. So he's really, you know, trying to um, push aside idols and bring people to God. And, uh, and the, the, the number one idol is, uh, is sex, I think, in, in our culture in general, and then VR chat specifically. And that's why it's, and I think it, it, it's always the second question that comes up besides maybe theodicy, theodicy, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, 
but right on its tail, always without fail. What do you think about, you know, you know, what do you think about homosexuality? What do you think about other aspects of sexuality? So, um, you know, I think, I think that is not coincidental. I think that's the, that's the idol that we're supplanting as the God of sex. Um, and then also, I think just to another degree, the God of, 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 of science um, or scientism, I should say. I mean, I think science, I think modern science profoundly points to our uh, being here with intention and purpose and design. And, and so um, I think when you can address those two issues, now people are, those are the two walls because they see faith as a very foolish, unscientific, ignorant perspective to take. And they see it as an impediment to living the sexuality that they, the, the, you know, the having the sex they want to have. Um, and so I think if you can address those two points, people all of a sudden become a lot more receptive. Um, and people are curious, why does God care about such things? Why does, uh, what, what are your thoughts on these sorts of things? And obviously, um, you know, there's going to be different answers. And, and, and that's the beauty that I'd invite people to, to come and get involved in, in VR chat is that you can give your answer, you know, to, to these people that, that want to hear it. There's a lot of the people are thirsting for these kinds of spiritual conversations because they don't get to have them in the outside world because it's so faux pas. It's so, it's so um, taboo to talk about God and theology. Um, and so people are very excited to have these conversations, very interested. Yeah. Uh, so often we talk about this a lot in digital ministry, and I think it's even amplified more in uh, in metaverse. Is that it's better to ask questions than make statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's much better to get people list talking and, and for you to listen. As as a matter of fact, um, through Digital Church Network, some of the stuff that we're working on is we're creating um, a, a new uh, metaverse and in, in, in a digital missionary framework, and we're we're utilizing Dave Ferguson's blessed practices. Mm-hmm. That's essentially before any any conversation and you know, i'd appreciate even your feedback on this bill but like before any of these conversations uh begin with prayer uh up front mm. listen uh yeah. listen to the person more more than talk you know in dave ferguson he's got eat uh as as part of that in the physical realm eat makes sense um but what we're looking at with e is uh shared experiences starting to to do shared experiences with people in digital metaverse space that lead towards serving people and, and even putting yourself in a position of, of service uh, mm. in digital and metaverse uh, before you're even getting to the share, before you're getting to the part of the story where you're yeah. really talking about Jesus and, and really starting to kind of prime the pump. Now you do a lot of just cold evangelism walking yeah. up, yeah. but but for I you know improving some of those elements though, like yeah. I think I think like one thing that I try to convey. And it's, it's the honest truth is I do try to tell people like the reason I'm here, like I could be playing Call of Duty right now. I could be, you know, go going and watching Obi-Wan Kenobi right now, but I'm here because I love you. And I think that's the, among the greatest services that we can render is, is to be loved. And that's, um, you know, I think so. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot to that, um, you know, just, you know, serving people, care, making people feel loved. I mean, I think that's what the service is all about, is that is if you love me, um, I'm, I'm much more apt to listen, for sure, for sure. Love it. Hey, uh, we've got a question from, from Don in chat. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Brock, are you part of a team, or do you do this uh, independently? 
Yeah, so I'm I'm part of Digital Church Network in terms of kind of a, a network of of people that are looking at you know ministry in this space, you know, from a whole diverse number of perspectives and views. Um, in terms of my specific ministry, which I call Forex Christian Fellowship, um, we are trying to get to reassess and 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 try to get more more people involved, more names at the table, try to work on that multiplication piece. Um, so there's, there's, there's definitely work in progress there. And, uh, but for the, yeah, at least the last, most of the last three years, you know, I've been primarily, you know, myself in terms of the digital ministry piece. Do you see, um, a a place where maybe you're starting to multiply these ideas into others? Like would a, um, would a team be beneficial? Uh, like, does that fit into kind of your goals, which that even asks the question, where, where do you see yourself? Where's this thing going? So, yeah, the, my thing, the thing that I, in the, the, I'm still kind of parsing some of this out philosophically, theologically on, on some of the specifics in terms of my specific group for X Christian fellowship. But the one thing I feel very comfortable on the multiplication piece is if you or your church wants to get involved in telling people about Jesus in the metaverse, I don't care if we have 500 respondents to this, a thousand, I will set up a time with you specifically. And, you know, I'm, I'm all ears. I'll take you into VR chat and, you know, show you what I do and you watch you and get feedback, you know, whatever you need. However, I mean, regard, you know, regardless of what somebody's theology, they could really have really crummy theology in my book, but, you know, we telling about Jesus or we bringing the scriptures, you know, I think, I think who could say that that's not a win to have more people like that in the digital space. So, um, yeah, so I'm all about trying to, you know, help anyone who's trying to, to look and do an evangelism uh, in, in VR chat, for sure. Yeah, one of the things I think we're thinking about doing in, in July is almost setting up a, a, a VR, a virtual reality church road trip, where I think we're just going to highlight a, a lot of the the people, a lot of the churches, a lot of the organizations, individuals that are doing things and, and like doing a doing a field trip. Hey, let's go hang out with Pastor Brock in VR chat. Hey, yeah, let's go hang out yeah. with uh, J-Po in, in Altspace and, and and see where that is and just to kind of get the get the real experience of that. And so we'll put, uh, we'll update as that's happening over in, um, in FAM, Digital Church Network's FAM. You can check it out at FAM, FAM.digitalchurch.network. And that's really the a great way to get connected yeah, uh, sure. with with Pastor Pastor Brock's in there and, and yeah. a number of others, uh, and so uh, yeah, feel free to connect there. Uh, man, this has been this has been great. Um, if somebody's wanting to get started in this, what what advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, I think I just um, just be willing to to fail. You know, I, I, you know, so everything's a little bit more edgy in VR chat. So I normally say, you know, just get ready to get your teeth kicked in a little bit, you know, get ready to, to, to meet an atheist who just mops the floor with you and you don't have answers to their questions. And that I think compels you to get better answers. I think, I think maybe that might describe the trajectory of my ministry in VR chat. It's just, it's, it's kind of like a video game in the sense that, you know, like when you're playing a video game, you upgrade certain parts of your ship or your armor or your loadout or whatever, right? You get a new weapon, you get a new armor piece, right? Like that's kind of the, the key mechanic in a lot of video games. I mean, that's essentially what I'm doing in digital ministry is, you know, finding answers, which I think are 
are most truthful and most uh, helpful in conveying the idea that I'm trying to convey. And, and I think nothing would make you a bigger failure than trying to say everything I say, right? Like I, I can't, I can't encourage you enough. You got to find your own way of saying it. Um, you got to come to your own conviction on, on, you know, what you think is and isn't effective. I think, I think those, I, I think, I think hearing people, uh, you know, critique your, your style. I think that's, that, that could be fruitful, but, uh, ultimately it's gotta be you speaking because people want a connection with a person. They don't want a connection with a script. Um, and though my, a lot of my encounters do follow scripts, they do the kind of repeated answers sometimes do come up sometimes. Um, it's always me that's interacting with this person and, um, it's my script, right? It's not something somebody else wrote. It's something I wrote one time and I was like, oh, that sounds good. I like that. Right. And so that's, that's what you've got to do is, you know, say, try to do your best job of answering their question or, or, you know, sharing your faith and, and just kind of working on it, getting better at it. So you don't, you don't use like a, like a, a, a script or a framework or anything. You're, this is something that you've just home baked. Uh, and so you're owning that. It's yes and no. Yes and no. Um, I mean, there are, so I often start encounters by asking people, what's the meaning of life? And let me, maybe just break you down like a typical encounter that, that yeah. might happen. So I'll, I'll go in and ask, Hey, what's the meaning of life? And you'll get a couple answers. One person will say 42, which is a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, uh, they'll say there is no meaning to life. Um, they'll say um, some sort of vulgar way of saying pleasure, you know, you know, sex, drugs, rock and rock and roll, whatever it could be, you know, some sort of, you know, vulgar expression of pleasure, a hedonism. Um, um, sometimes people say to live is to die. I, I still don't know what that means exactly. Um, but, you know, people will say these things and then I'll just kind of comment on it. You know, like somebody says pleasure. I'll say this, I'll say to this. Um, so, but I think there's something more important than pleasure. Like if you're, if your mom needs a kidney, you're going to let some surgeon go in there and Kali Ma, you know, reference to Indiana Jones. I don't know, but maybe the young kids don't get that one, but anyway, you're let some surgeon, you know, remove your kidney and put it in your mom. And that's going to be very unpleasurable for you, but yet you're going to do it because you love your mother, right? She's a, she's of sufficient value that to, to make the, the discomfort worth it. So you were pursuing something other than pleasure there. You were pursuing her. And then people might say, oh, well, I like the pleasure of having my mother around. And then I say, oh, really? So your mother's just there for your own pleasure. And if she was ceasing to make you happy, you'd kick her to the curb like a toaster oven. It's not working anymore. Of course not. There's something intrinsic to her value. Um, and it's not, she was in a coma or, you know, it doesn't matter what her output to you is she, she it's her worth it's who she is and so then that would be a segue to talk about how relationships are the most important thing and then and then this is my here's my segue actually a lot of people start with that with the meaning of life they say oh you know to to make other people happy or love you know if they're talking about relationship i'm like yes i totally agree with you um and then we talk about the maximally important relationship if it exists is with god um and uh you know, there's no more important relationship with that. I, actually, one other, which reminds me as I'm speaking there, reminds me of something you talked about a little bit ago, Jeff, I wanted to comment on, where you're talking about asking questions. 
um, instead of giving answers. I think we can even give answers in the form of asking questions. Yeah. And, that's, and that's something that I, I could not encourage someone enough. This is a big mistake I see people in the digital space making, is they're coming there, they're showboating, they've got all the answers. Just change your, your, your assertions into questions. And then they'll often come to the conclusion that your that your yeah. your your questions leading towards, um, and it sounds more kind. It sounds more humble. And here's the thing: is if you make an assertion, I'm liable to just take the opposite view just for, you know, my own, you know, individuality or my own, you know, desire to make an argument, right? But if you ask a question, they have to come to a reasonable conclusion, and that's often the conclusion that you're you're leading towards in your question. So always think of how, of how you can change your assertions or your corrections. Like a lot of times in this, you know, we were like, oh, I think that's wrong. Well, uh, phrase that in a way of a question and it's much more kind, much more loving, much more humble. You know, yeah. I, think, I think one thing people have commented on is in terms of my discussion, say, they often say, I never met somebody who's a religious who's willing to listen to me, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and that inspires them to listen to me when I'm willing to listen to them. And, and so be careful not to interrupt. Be careful not to get in an argumentative. Um, if you, once, once an argument has started, you are wasting your time. You literally might as well be flushing it down the toilet, doing whatever else, playing Candy Crush on your phone or whatever. I mean, it, once it's taken an argumentative tone, you have to either rebuild that rapport or just say, you know, there's nothing more that can be done here. Redevote your time somewhere to, to some new group, some new place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think questions and, and humility, humility, love and humility, people can tell love in your tone. And so ask yourself, why am I talking? Why am I, why am I in VR chat in this moment? Why am I, why have I endeavored to go in? Is it for my own glory? Is it so I can say I evangelize to X number of people? Is it so, you know, you know what, why is it? And now hopefully the answer is love. And if you can keep that as the focus of your, your motives, then I think, I think any of you will do a fantastic job. Do great work. Yeah, I, 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 I love what you're saying here, and the idea of the, the posture of humility. Like, if you're if you are positioning yourself as humble, it's going to be impossible to get to argumentative because a mm. humble person is not going to be argumentative. Yeah. Um, well, actually, this is Jesus, though. <laughs> no matter how, how well, humble you are, there, people there is just, there is that person. They just may just hate. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah. But and this this even gets to the place of of utilizing that Discord for the ongoing relationship uh utilizing an asynchronous community even accessible outside of virtual reality um where people can engage in a conversation ongoing where they relationships can be built ongoing uh in I their love that language by the way asynchronous community i've never heard that yeah. before you said it i love it because it's oh, true no, like you know it's yeah. on your own time it's not in you don't have to be doing it at the same time you know you can chime in wherever i love that you know, it's it's interesting. I assume asynchronous community is is like a, a known thing, but you're the second person this week that's been like, I've never heard that before. That's cool. Maybe There's, I need to do a show on asynchronous community and start to build. Maybe I should trademark that. And you uh, should, you should. Hey, Le leadership network. Uh, we're going to be on the phone. I got, I got to. <laughs> uh, but I mean, really, the the heart of it is, is that, and this may be even be a challenge for for you, Pastor Brock, as you're looking at, um, at at some of this evangelism, you're coming at it at a very cold. Maybe there's an opportunity as the Lord leads to to 
put that as a long play and not necessarily, you know, something quick and connecting into an asynchronous community where you're able to continue to build relationships with them. And I can think of, of several people just off the top of my head that have had that success where they've accepted Christ over a 12 month period, Mm -hmm. uh, through Cornerstone or through, uh, VR church or different places, because, um, what we're finding in metaverse is people connect to community before they connect to Christ. At least I, I would, I can say that very comfortably digitally. I think I'm seeing that in, in the metaverse where um, there's an opportunity for, to gauge in relationships as, as well. And so it, it's an interesting balance of, of what you're doing with the aggressive evangelism cold. Uh, and that's not to say that that's wrong. I think that's a great way to plant seeds, but then you've also got, uh, another opportunity to uh, to uh, evangelize uh, centered in, in community in in building the relationships, and I think that both are necessary because I think that the cold evangelism leads someone to be more receptive down the road. The fact that you've got two thirds of people that are shooting you down isn't isn't a bad thing of you. It's actually a thing that I think God's using your shotgun approach to soften the soil to point somebody towards um you know uh, another opportunity to be more receptive hey that crazy guy was talking to me about this something the other and now you're talking about it too what what is this and that gives for you know more more credence um so anyway i mean i listen i just i love what you're doing and uh, i love uh the fact that you're out there uh, looking at the metaverse as a mission field, uh, being that missionary on call and, and doing uh, doing what you're doing, man. It's it's thank you. It's a beautiful thing how God's been been using you through this. As we're as we're landing the plane here, in any closing thoughts? Yeah, you know, I just um, just another call, you know, to to anyone listening or, or hearing uh, my voice uh, now or in the future. Just. Um, just come, just come experience it once. I think it will, it may change your life just as that, you know, video from Sir Moore changed mine. Love it. Hey, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's, what's the best way? I mean, obviously through fam, but fam, like yeah, the Twitch, what's your, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Keep up? yeah. So the, that's the other thing, you know, I stream, um, currently three days a week, uh, on, uh, twitch.tv slash pastor Brock VR twitch.tv slash pastor Brock VR. And I, you can actually look at my um, previous streams and you can actually see the stuff that I'm talking about. So just, uh, so what I do just so when you do find that content, um, the first 30, I have about an hour uh, that I spend in uh, doing digital ministry uh, on those three mornings. And the first half hour is a Bible study. The second half hour is doing VR evangelism. So just uh, skip forward in the video to the, the VR evangelism piece, if that's what you're looking for. Um, kind of see what it, what it looks like. Awesome. Well, Pastor Brock, as always, thanks for jumping on here and, and, and being part of the podcast. And we're going to land the plane. Uh, this, is, this has been fun uh, for Pastor Brock. Uh, my name is Jeff. Uh, with Leadership Network. Thanks for jumping on Metaverse Church next. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Network podcast and joining the conversation for what is next for the church and its leaders. We look forward to connecting with you as we bring our questions, contribute our wisdom, and pursue what is next. Visit leadnet.org for more resources, information about leader cohorts, and more. That is leadnet.org.